You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Oz Network, uh, my favourite podcast, whose name I definitely can always remember. We are back for another episode after a brief hiatus, um, or if you're listening in the future, then straight after the last episode, which we had a lot of fun recording. Uh, we are back for an episode of Lost, uh, the show <laughs> the show about planes that existed before Manifest Season 2 <laughs> existed, <laughs> uh, which, if you've been following along, is big breaking news at the time of recording. Uh, but we are back for another episode. This time we are talking about Expose, uh, not the TV series, uh, guest starring Nikki Fernandez, the episode of Lost, which aired on March 28th, 2007, and written by Eddie Kitzis, Adam Horowitz, directed by Stephen Williams. Um, so it should be interesting, to say the least, to get into the episode about everyone's two favourite characters of Lost. Um, my name is Noah, and I'm just a guest star on the Lost, uh, the Oz Network, and we all know what happens to guest stars. And my name is Ben, a.k.a. the Pride of St. Paul, and here, try one of these homemade rolls. <laughs> um, <laughs> the big yeah, quote. <laughs> Very quotable episode. Um, a different episode. Oh. It's unique, to, to say the least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thoughts on Expose? Oh. This episode. I think I can guess. This but... episode's crap. The only good thing about this episode is Boone uh, and Arts. Uh, that's it. Um, and Shannon. Yeah, Shannon. But, I mean, she's kind of annoying in this episode. <laughs> She's never been annoying before this episode. Um, But, uh, like, I see what they're trying to do with this episode, and it's kind of... I'm with you when you often talk about, like, filler can be fun, and, you know, it's kind of a bit of a lost whodunit. Um, And I remember the first time watching this, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, who who did it? I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, and the ending is maybe the creepiest of all endings for Lost. Like, it oh, yeah. freaks me out. Maybe top five candidate. But it's it's just... Oh, I just... I'm not a fan. I'm just not a fan. I, I think that Paolo and Nikki just annoy me. I just... They can't act. <laughs> Neither of these actors can act, and they just... Highlight, I don't know if you've seen Westworld, but Rodrigo no. Santoro is good in Westworld. He's the... the I don't think uh, Nicky's been in anything else. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, he's also... He's the uh, the hot guy in um, uh, Love Actually, isn't he? The, the one that... Uh, oh, I, I'm, You're asking the wrong person. He's in Love Actually. Anyway, but I just... I don't know. This episode is just... Ugh. Uh, I think this is another one of these episodes which... I enjoyed a lot more on the chronologically lost. I think kind of it's, 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 a dip- <laughs> but that's because the entire episode is basically not an episode anymore. Yeah. Um, but look, it's, it's got Boone in it. So <laughs> like, what else? Boone stole the water. Boone stole the water. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Maybe the best part of the episode. <laughs> that should have been the opening line. Yeah. Really. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, People Magazine named Rodrigo Santoro's 2006's Sexiest Man Alive. Oh. On page 105. Oh, jeez. So 104 other people <laughs> were sexier than him, were they? Or... Um, TV's Rodrigo I mean, Santoro. <laughs> that's one thing these two go- have going for them. They are very hot. They are very but... attractive, yes. But outside of that, that's but, where it ends. Yeah. Oh, he shares a birthday with Adewale Akinawa Akabaji. I thought you were uh, about to say How did that work out? Wow, that's unique. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, played the role of Carl in Love, actually. Yeah, there you go. Laura Linney's love interest. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about Laura Linney on this podcast before. Movies, something in the Laura back of Linney. My... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently this guy is the Brazilian Tom Cruise, though. In Brazil, Jesus. apparently he's mega famous. But He's won a lot. He won the Santo uh, Domingo Film Festival Award for Best Actor in Bicho de Sete Cabacas in 2001. Oof. Take it back. The guy can act. Keely, <laughs> uh, is that how you say it? Keely Sanchez, on the other hand, um, lives in Los Angeles, is single, and enjoys spending time with her friends and her dog. <laughs> <laughs> Did not win any awards. <laughs> I enjoy spending time with my friends and my dog (laughs) And she's single Why is she Um, single? She's she's beautiful I think we're getting uh, Keely Sanchez gets lost coming soon (laughs) Um, Yeah, not much about her She She was married to Zach Helm Singer and uh, uh, screenwriter and director Um Mm. Yep. Yeah, so keep an eye out on her. I bet she'll be in season two of Manifest. <laughs> you know, I thought you were joking. I literally just Googled that. That actually has to be renewed <laughs> for season two. <laughs> I know. It's the biggest the biggest question of these podcasts is how did that happen? Oh, can I just point out that Keely Sanchez uh, has an official Twitter page with only 11,000 followers. Um <laughs> And it, her bio simply says, official Twitter for Killy Sanchez, Lisa Prince from Kingdom, no comprende the Twitter. Uh, <laughs> not, you think you would put Nikki from Lost, but her, her most famous role is Kingdom. Lisa Prince from Kingdom. <laughs> the, the thing about this episode is going into it, I get that they had to kind of have a resolution for these two characters, and the writer's realized they had made a mistake and they wrote the characters off quickly but i feel like going into this episode we don't even know who these people are so sawyer's tongue-in-cheek comments are almost almost not tongue-in-cheek yeah um sorry i thought you were saying more but you paused awkwardly that's fun um yeah i think it's one of these episodes where I appreciate that self-referential humour that Lost does so well, but I think it's it's too much a case of, you know, like literally that bit where someone's like, and who the hell are you? Like, that actually is true. Um, <laughs> when it goes beyond tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. I mean, it would, I mean, I, I, again, I, I think the ending of this episode is so goddamn creepy that it just freaks you out, but I think it's better served at, like, do this with an other, or, like, do this with... I don't know who you would do the this gin with. Gin and son. Yeah, 
do it that would have been less sad I, do it yeah i don't know like do it with someone else because like i mean steve, steve you mean scott uh, <laughs> do it with work man <laughs> but maybe tom yeah tom, yeah, well, tom that would be like that would very work. top of line yeah um but i don't know like it's just uh, like just ugh. like I mean, the the thing that frustrates me the most about this episode, it's like remember that episode of Lost where Billy D. Williams was in it? Like, oh, it's that shit one where they did like the two characters that no one cares about. Like, you waste Billy D. Williams in Lost. <laughs> he could have played Jacob. He could have. He would be a perfect <laughs> he Jacob. He's a good Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Can we petition that? Yeah. The lost two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. They were kind of between a rock and a hard place with Nikki and Paolo because um, annoying Lost fans kept saying, well, when are you going to show the other survivors of Lost, like of the island, of the plane? Like, we only see the main 15. Like, when are you going to show us them? So then they did in season three. Well, let's bring in some new characters. Um, I guess the thing they missed is that the characters should have been likable and or interesting. Because <laughs> um, even getting a flash. Well, just I was just. Well, gonna... even get. <laughs> We've been on too long of a hiatus. We have. We we just talk over <laughs> each other. All I just was going to say, like, if you're going to do an episode. Like, I'm kind of with those fans where it's like, do one on the other. But, like, you could just do a whole episode on just everyone. Like, you don't have to focus on two people. Like, you could just... If you're going to do, like, a little quirky, fun episode, work out some way where you can get all the other people into it. Like, I would be more interested in a 42-minute episode on kind of the other 30 people just with random little moments. I think that would be kind of... Like, you remember the Simpsons episode where it was, like, 32 unique stories? The tales of Springfield. Yeah, like that, I mean... Yeah, do a lost episode of that. Like, it it doesn't really work on the grand scheme of things, but neither does this episode. So, I mean, you know, it's really not going to make much of a difference. (laughs) That that could have been a fun filler episode if maybe they picked four four different survivors and maybe gave them one flashback scene each or something along those lines. Um... I mean, it is a little bit like that with Arts and Boone and Shannon and Ethan, um, which are the best parts of this episode. But, yeah, who knows what would have become of these characters had they stayed in the show. But I don't see a future for the two of them. And just stick with Rose and Bernard. Yeah, where are like, Rose and Bernard? <laughs> Seriously, where them. are they? <laughs> 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 They've already travelled in time yeah. by the looks of it. Um, yeah, so it just it didn't work out. But on the flip side, I am off the camp. This is a polarizing episode. I think this is fun. It's pure forty-two minutes of fun. I never not have fun with this episode. So despite Nikki and Paolo being massive WTFs, I think the episode's fun. Yeah. <laughs> well. Let's get into it. Uh, I guess it is fun, but the one problem is we've already had a lot of filler this season, so we're getting another filler after we just found out how Locke was in the wheelchair and got that massive cliffhanger with Locke's dad, and then suddenly, no, we're not going to focus on that. Um, But we will start from the start, and we're in Sydney, 
<laughs> uh, oh, the opera house shouldn't be there with that warehouse. And <laughs> uh, but we start with Nikki's a stripper, which I, I, I thought of you when that came on because I thought maybe your mind would have changed on Nikki here. But, <laughs> I love how you think uh, of me when there's a like, well, what you think of me when there's people stripping on on sets? <laughs> wow, no, well, more I think of you when I see the people watching the strippers <laughs> in in the audience, but. Um, and then Nikki's stripping. She goes off, and who is it? It's Billy D. Williams. Yay! Is he lost? As and we, it's revealed that he is the Cobra. Ah, oh, I knew um, it. Which and then razzle dazzle ha! Nikki is catchphrase. <laughs> uh, there's a whole altercation, and then Billy D. Lando shoots and kills Nikki. Hooray! He shot first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the Cobra shot first, uh, and and then there's also Autumn and Crystal, the main stars of Expose. Um, apparently, before they were going to kill off Nikki, apparently there was going to be a whole flashback where she was this character, and this was going to be the very end of the flashback where it was revealed the whole thing had been an episode of a TV show <laughs> and not really a flashback. Terrible idea or a genius idea? Ah, something different. Um, but I mean, if it was done in the style of, you know, razzle dazzle, <laughs> like I think it would have been quick to catch on. If like, I really would have thought, what was the lost writer smoking that week? If this is a whole episode of razzle dazzle, like. <laughs> Autumn and Crystal and Billy D and stripping. Like Jack getting his tattoos, you know, locks, selling dope. Like, that was a stretch. But, like, razzle dazzle. Now, my next question is, is this short snippet of expose better than the actual flashback? Uh, well, I mean, the, the actual flashback, if you lump it all together, has Boone in it. So, no. But... Um. Yeah. I want to watch Expert, so it seems fun. Yeah, I mean, it's... Razzle-dazzle. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's I got know. Billy D. I would watch it just for um, Billy D. I mean, come on, that's worth... I'm guessing Billy D is... If he's the Cobra, then I'm guessing he's like a main character on Expose. So I'm guessing he's in many episodes of Expose. I reckon. Uh, I'm just saying he's, Which, he's got his own theories. Is Billy D on TV? Is Billy D on TV? That sounds like his own TV show. <laughs> Billy D on TV with Billy D Williams. <laughs> he does have a page for himself, but not. <laughs> but what are the Billy D theories? Uh, oh no, there's there's Mister oh, oh, Shade oh, theories. No theory. um, oh. Betrayed by Billy D Williams, actor. <laughs> Episode count two. What else was he in? Um, that uh, Gion, uh, expose is on the TV. Uh, okay. Um, Billy D. Williams watched on TV by son. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lost Beauty. <laughs> Seen at death by. Uh, uh, has he uh, been on TV? So I reckon he has been. It is great to have him. Well, he was on Lost, I guess. Yeah, true. He was arrested in 1996 after allegedly beating his girlfriend. Mm, a lot of actors are lost for yeah. arrested for beating women. Bus drivers. Uh, 
it's great having Billy D on Lost, though, isn't it? Is he the... Well, I mean, I guess, no, he's not the only Star Wars actor because Dominic Monaghan's about to be in Star Wars, but mm-hmm. is he the only Star Wars actor to this point to be on Lost? Mm, I think so. Hmm. Warwick Davis would have been a good Jacob. <laughs> no, I think he'd be the smoke monster. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love this, though. Isn't it great just to have Billy D on lost like, whoever thought it. that would well it's it's a, I, I like it for the fact that he's there and he kind of plays himself and it's basically a blink and you miss it moment and i think that's where it's cool like i like it in tv shows and movies where you have an actor playing themselves and almost just making fun of themselves in a way and he's not really making fun of himself here but um yeah i i think i i agree i think it's a great a random little appearance that he's there, but it is so random. What were the writers? Did they think? Oh, we need a we need a guest star to play the Cobra. Like, how did this come about? Try to get Harrison Ford, but <laughs> <laughs> how? Well, my question is, how far down the list was Billy D? <laughs> what number was he? I wonder if we could get Billy D. Like, how about we contact Billy D. Williams, like publicists, and they're all like, "Oh my god!" They're just going through their requests: Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Batman, Batman, Star Wars, Star Lost. Wow, Billy, uh, do you want to be on a podcast about Lost? Absolutely. (laughs) I wonder how far he was down the list, and I also wonder how far Nathan Fillion was down the list. (laughs) Well, there's our spin-off, oh, a reboot of Lost, starring TV's Nathan Fillion and and Billy D. And Williams. I'd watch Billy that. Billy D. Williams as himself, and and TV's Kimberly yeah. Joseph. Yeah, she's still alive at the end of it, so. and in real life too, um, <laughs> as of recording. Yeah. As of recording, <laughs> uh, it is great, but it's it's quirky for Lost to have a famous person playing themselves. Yes, yeah. um, but you know. It's fun. I do love Nikki. Like, Billy D, it was great working for you. Like, <laughs> I mean, she's not really working for him, but maybe he's a producer on Expose. Who knows? She has no idea who um, he is, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I loved you in those Star Trek movies. <laughs> uh, then we meet um, Howie Zuckerman, who is the director who's banging Nikki. Harvey Weinstein. Uh, yeah, he is just that archetype. Um, he he wants to bring her back, um, and then, uh, but Billy D, uh, uh, I'm not Billy Howie. I I was killed. Well, we could find a way to bring bring you back a bulletproof vest, and then we get the most <laughs> Sean Connery line. <laughs> that's ever been in Lost. And no matter how many things Sawyer says or whatever, this is how about bulletproof brushed? <laughs> like, it is straight from freaking Golden Goldfinger at this point. <laughs> bulletproof brushed. Like, come on, that's just of all the bad lines in this episode. Well, I mean, he's not a very it. like him and and Keely together. Just, like, this is where this episode just fails as well, because it's a case of, like, this episode I don't think would be as bad if you've got two decent actors who can hold an episode, and they're just, I just think they're both terrible actors, and I think this bit in general, this, who is it, Jacob Witkin, um, like... <laughs> the Jacob Witkin. <laughs> the Jacob Witkin, like, I joke about my opening line of, here, try a homemade bread roll. <laughs> <laughs> 
bad. Oh, he was in the the Swamp Thing TV series oh, as General Sumterland. Without makeup, probably. Oh, here we go. He voiced Morgan Katam in two Star Wars video games. Oh, so well, here's then... your other Star Wars actor. Wow. <laughs> oh, he was also in Ginger, Bre- Ginger Dead Man 2, Passion of the Crust. He was in Evil Bong 2, King Bong. <laughs> this is uh, Star Wars' Jacob Witkin. <laughs> Can we stop doing this episode and please do Evil Bong 2, King Boss. <laughs> but not Evil Bong 1. Or Evil <laughs> Bong 3, The Wrath of Bong. He was in that one too? I know! This guy's in everything! <laughs> uh, Jacob Witkin. I love his picture as well on Lost Lost video. It might have to be the picture for the episode. Oh, there's going to be a lot of pictures for this episode with Boomback. Um, he actually was in Showgirls. Well, that explains a lot, right there. <laughs> he was in Showgirls. He thought he was still filming yeah. Showgirls. Um, yeah, Star Wars as Jacob Witkin, uh, bulletproof breast, um, and then we get the tongue-in-cheek. I'm just a guest star, and we all know what happens to guests. I like that line. I think it's a good line. I would like um, it if it was delivered a little bit better. I think the way you delivered it was basically <laughs> how you delivered it. I'm just a guest star. We all know what happens to guest stars. Do you think we could uh, recreate the episode one day where I play uh, um, Paolo and you play Vicky? And do you think we could make it a more believable yes. and better episode? Yes. Of, we can ask... All four of our friends to come on and play the bit parts of Arts and Boone and Shannon. I think we could recreate a live audio drama of Expose. No, no, no. Just hang on a second. I reckon we could actually get Ian Summerholder on. I reckon we're we're close enough with Daniel Roebuck now that we're in. We've had William Maypother on the show too. We're in. We've we've had at least two of them on the show. And let's be honest, Ian Summerholder's right now on the phone to us. Do I hear you want me to play Boone again? I'll do it. I'll do it. Ben, is this happening? <laughs> We're in. <laughs> is this happening? <laughs> I think we can get Killy's... Oh, wait. No. <laughs> That's too busy with a friend and a dog. <laughs> um, Jacob Witkins in Tough to Man. Oh, Killer Bong 3. <laughs> Killer Bong 8. Uh, the Bong Awakened. <laughs> the uh, Rise of Bong. Um, yeah... I think I'm think I'm just trying to think like you talked about if it was delivered better. We're talking about Billy D, but if you could think of young hot uh, female actor and young hot female uh, male bearded actor, to, to, which two super famous actors? You you remember when Michael Keaton was supposed to be on Lost? Here's an exercise for you. If you could have two famous actors coming on for three episodes of Lost and being killed off and playing Nicky and Paolo, who would you choose? Well, this is a tricky because who was who was the big names in 2007? Um, mm-hmm, that's true. You know, um, I mean, Lindsay Lohan was probably in still. <laughs> um, possibly. Could have been a good Nikki. Uh, was, was... Nikki. The character of Nikki is a train wreck. Yeah. Well, Megan Fox was just about then, wasn't it? Like Transformers, I think it was 2008. So just on the cusp of, of Megan Fox. Um, 
you know, Josh Hartnett. I mean, come on, he was still a thing in the 2000s. Um, Billion. Sean William Scott. Uh, <laughs> 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 Ryan uh, Felipe. Scarlett uh, <laughs> Johansson. Yeah, well, hey, yep, that's, you know. That's, she could have been good. Could have, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, Matthew McConaughey, I, before he turned into serious roles, he oh, was, kind he of, he was playing good. like the dumb sort of, you know, romantic comedy lead back then. Patrick Dempsey, McDreamy, you know, like. Here we go. I'm going to read you the top eight famous actors of 2007. You tell me your pick. Okay. okay? Are you ready? I'm born ready. Okay. Here are your options for Paolo. (laughs) Uh, Number one, Daniel Day-Lewis. Really? (laughs) Did you type in 2007 or 1987? (laughs) Number two, Javier Bardem. Oh, yeah. Right. He's got got the accent. He's got the range. uh, Javier Bardem's got the range. So I can see that. Has he got the looks? That's the problem. Um, Skyfall, man. Number three. Tom Wilkinson. Who's Tom Wilkinson? Uh, he's the English dude. He was in like um, he was in the Full Monty, but he was also you would know him. Remember the first Rush Hour? He was like the main villain in Rush Hour. Oh, he was in um, Batman Begins. You'd know if you Google him, you'd know who he is. Yeah, yeah, he's good. But yeah. third best actor of two thousand seven. Come off it. <laughs> Lisa, uh, number come on. number four, Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's stacked on a bit of weight I mean, now, Vigo, but back then he was hot, so, you know. Yeah, but a bit old for Paolo, I think, maybe. Mm. Oh, oh, number five, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, no, no, the mm. guy looks like a thumb. I'm not a fan. <laughs> number six, definitely a wild card for Paolo, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, well, again, <laughs> the guy's got range, like... <laughs> Maybe more of a bed liner. Did a, did a good two face in uh, in Batman Forever. So maybe you know. Jake. Yeah, um, yeah. Number seven is Josh Brolin. No, I, I'm uh, a Josh Brolin fan, you know, but Thanos, you know, like. Uh, and number eight is Paul Dano. Oh well, stop the casting. He <laughs> found our man, Paul Dano. Wow. <laughs> Why didn't we leave so, the Paul Dano? <laughs> Come so, on. He's uh, available. Do, you to run, do it right run now. Through, do you need me to run through the options or do you have your uh, oh, no, pick no. for... Paul Dano was the obvious one for the moment. <laughs> we like, I mean, right now. Okay, Paul Dano. Who I, is I'm Paul going Dano? <laughs> I've just looked him up. I don't even know who this guy is. The thing is, he's the only one who didn't have a picture. Oh, he's from Little Miss Sunshine. He's the uh, the older kid who wanted to be a pilot. Um, uh, I know who he is now, but I mean, was he really the eighth biggest actor in 2007? So, uh, there's your options. Did you look up the actresses? Let's look up. I'll look at that. I'm, I'm about to give you the actresses, but oh, okay. you need to make your pick for Paolo. Uh, um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> okay, are you ready for the eight actresses? Oh, yes. Oh. Come on, Paul Dano, me up, baby. Okay, if this doesn't say anything about um, society as a whole, for the men, it was the best actors. Here, it, it says the hottest actors. <laughs> Despite me... Okay, I'm going to read through this list. Uh, This is a good list. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) Okay, number one. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. I mentioned her. Um, Number two, another Bond connection, Monica Bellucci. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, she could be a good Nikki. I, I feel like she's not got the, the, the I don't know. She's the missing range. something for Nikki. <laughs> Too Italian. <laughs> well, Keely Sanchez, does she have the range? Too Italian for loss. Ma- um, Monica Bellucci <laughs> versus Keely Sanchez. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Monica Bellucci, too Italian for loss. <laughs> um. That's a me, Monica. Now, I, re- I really hope you didn't Google the list because I man, did it. I absolutely, I absolutely shit you not about this. I, I swear on anything. Number three. <laughs> Don't. Emily Durant. <laughs> number one, Scarlett Johansson. Number two, Monica Bellucci. Number three, Emily Durant. Oh, absolutely. You think of the top act straight away. Like we're, we're, I'm sure, I'm sure we're missing a big movie from 2007. The Paul Dano, Emily DeRaven, uh <laughs> love story project. Oh, evil Bong Nine, Emily DeRaven. Oh, my Bong, she's a Bong. <laughs> she's up there with Scarlett Johansson. I tell you, often compared. Oh. <laughs> she's number three, so she would be a good Nikki, I think. Uh, Number four is Alicia Cuthbert. Oh. Who's Alicia? Oh, Alicia Cuthbert, Cuthbert as in Kim Bauer? Uh, oh, oh. Mm. <laughs> I love those I reactions. Mean, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, for for Nikki, I guess it kind of Well, works, I mean, the but... acting rage is about the same. Um, throw in a cougar, <laughs> as in an actual cougar, not Monica Bellucci. Um, like, I think we would have it there. <laughs> This is a, this episode was missing a cougar, uh, both oh, both Rose. the animal and much. Uh, Rose, yeah. Uh, number five, Megan Fox. Yeah. Uh, number six, uh, another lost uh, James Bond connection, Eva Mendes. Yeah, yeah. She's good. Um, Eva Mendes. Uh, number You're seven. thinking of Eva Green. Eva Mendes wasn't uh, Bond. Yeah, different Eva. Uh, who? But Eva Mendes, Eva Mendes, yeah, uh, she's she was in Hitch. Um, you would know her, I think. She's been in lots of things. Oh, I was, oh Eva Green, I would have been, I would have been in for Nikki on that. Um, <laughs> number seven, Jessica Biel. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Timberlake. And number eight, yeah. Sophia Bush. Uh she's in. She in Modern Family. Is, is that the right one, or is that no? That's uh, that's Sophia. Someone else. Sophia Bush. I know who that is. That's um, yeah. Her, um. So so there's your uh, there's your list for the the Nickies. Who's going to play Nicky? And you can't say unfortunately <laughs> Emily DeRappin, the number three. Oh, I'm just picturing Monica <laughs> Bellucci. Uh. <laughs> Monica Bellucci in this episode. razzle da- razzle da- razzle da- razzle. <laughs> Hey, I'm as a dazzle. <laughs> well, what, what, I just so, wanted to stop. What list, like, what website is this? Because who the hell has come up with any list of any actors in any year and Emily DeRaven makes the top eight or whatever? Like, who does that? This was IMDb. What the hell, IMDb? Like, uh, I make dumb this- boobs. Like... <laughs> Some of the suggestions are what actors are 70 year old, 70 years old. 
so uh, anyone listening to this, uh, please write it right into us. Is Ben's list of <laughs> Nikki and Paolo in expose played by Tommy Lee Jones and Monica Bellucci? <laughs> I do, I do Better like or worse episode? I do like it when you you type in because I don't know if you've seen those YouTube videos where they get sort of famous actors and it's like. Daniel Radcliffe and they type like what is Daniel Radcliffe and then it comes up with the Google suggestions so I've typed in what does Emily DeRaven and the um, the Google suggestions are what is Emily DeRaven doing right now uh, what movies does Emily DeRaven <laughs> wow. play in what colour is Emily um. DeRaven's hair how old is Emily DeRaven how tall is Emily DeRaven how much is Emily DeRaven worth and how do you pronounce Emily DeRaven? How much is Emily DeRaven worth? Uh, Where is Twelve million dollars. Okay. Well, I don't believe that. No. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, we should move on. But Monica Bellucci and Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Um, so we have uh, Howie Zuckerman, Howard L. Zuckerman. Um, he wants to bring her back. Uh, she's staying with him. Paolo is their chef. This is pretty much the only kind of character point we ever get of Paolo. I guess he's a chef, or at least he's playing one. Um, Howie gives her a gift, and he he's totally in on this Nikki thing. Um, I mean, I mean, she's hot, but like, yeah, she's a little bland. Not yeah. not Keely Sanchez. N- Nikki, Nikki is a bland person. Yeah. Keely Sanchez um, is very not bland. She's got friends and a dog, so. Dog, yeah, and single. Um, and then Howie starts choking, and it turns out he's been poisoned. Uh, Nikki immediately annoying, annoyed that she has to eat the same food as him. Um, Paolo's smoking, and they're already fighting, and they steal Howard's diamonds from the safe. They have no chemistry. Uh, no chemistry no, at all. None whatsoever. No. Um, and I, I can't imagine they would have ever gotten away with this had their play not crushed. Yeah. Like, maybe it bodes well for Kate if they were ever rescued. <laughs> maybe they would have been thinking about Nikki and Paolo and getting them. Um, so Howard's dead. I've got uh, some theories here for Howard. Uh, Howard Zuckerman is who Jin was going to deliver the first Rolex watch to. And my favourite, Howard L. Zuckerman, is Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I cannot imagine Jacob saying the line, bulletproof breast. So that is the end of Howie and maybe Expose. Not Howie. (laughs) Yeah, do you think, what would have happened had had he been murdered? Do you think Expose would have been cancelled or they would have kept it going on? Um... Nah, they would have kept going on. I mean, they still make movies without Harvey Weinstein, so they're yeah, expose is. I mean, with with Autumn and Crystal, I feel like expose is one of those shows that would go for maybe fifteen seasons, <laughs> just until they I mean, lose their looks. That's basically this show yeah. is built on them <laughs> and their looks. Again, not being disrespectful, legitimately is one of those shows built on their looks. Like Baywatch, oh, definitely shows definitely, like that. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why you still don't have Baywatch because you don't want to see saggy man-breasted David Hasselhoff running down the beach. <laughs> Well, now that you say that. Yeah, true. <laughs> Unfair, Ben. <laughs> I'll watch. Um, 
Yeah. I feel like this is also one of those shows where we get, like, expose, um, like, Massachusetts and expose <laughs> New Mexico. Expose and... Massachusetts. What the world's <laughs> been waiting for? <laughs> all those, all um, those bikini-clad women in a Boston winter. <laughs> expose Maryland. Like, <laughs> this is one of those shows where they have spin-offs everywhere. Expose um, North Dakota. What is it? Expose Cyber. Expose Snug. (laughs) Oh, I wish. (laughs) Um, So then we cut forward to the airport. Uh, Nikki and Paolo are there. And then we hear a familiar (gasps) voice. It's Shannon yelling at Boone. (laughs) Which, we've already had Boone this season. So this episode is a very blonde boon this week. Gee, he looks good. you notice that? <laughs> oh, he just looks so darn good. Then he's going to wrap We've it up that in a blanket caramel bean jacket soup. Back as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some great boon moments. Yeah, uh, but Shannon's yelling. Classic Shannon. Boone wants to borrow a chair. Yeah, go ahead. Forget it. We've already lost first class. You can't even get us a chair here. Um, and then... Promise me we'll never end up like them, which they kind of do. They both die and they're bitching at each other. Um, then we have the day of the crash. I, I always like it when they kind of recreate this. Like It's always clever TV trickery when they can take the pilot and then put people in. Uh, I like it when shows do that. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think like it's. I always like it when they can kind of splice in old footage with new footage and kind of like, as you said, the trickery and, um, you know, it's, it, this is one of the few bits which I actually really like and particularly <laughs> Boone running. Do you have a pen? Do you have a pen? Does anyone have a pen? <laughs> you know, one thing we were missing from Lost is we never got to see Boone running around <laughs> trying to find the I feel like that really fill, filled in some blanks. Um, it's all well and good questions. having him show up with the pens, but the hunt is all that matters. Yeah, but how do we know where... Yeah, it's all about the journey, not the destination. <laughs> how annoyed so were the other I... passengers being asked about getting a pen? <laughs> uh, we saw it in this scene. I just imagine Ian Summerholder getting the script uh, for this. Oh, finally, I'm back on Lost. Boom. Has anyone got a pen? Oh, finally, finally. It's one thing fans always ask me about all the time. Like, Ian, 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 did you, how did you find the pens? <laughs> um, yeah, so that was great to have. I wrote that in my notes too. Hey, does anyone have a pen? Um, uh, I can't say that I've seen a lot of Star Trek episodes, but there's one episode I have seen where it's like one of the later Star Wars, Star Trek episodes, and I'm not sure which series, but they actually travel back in time to one of the 60s episodes, uh, like the actual episode, and it's one of the most clever things I've ever seen, like going from the 90s into the 60s. Um, so uh, it is always fun to see these kind of things. Um and I'm about to get a hundred emails from <laughs> angry Star Trek fans. <laughs> How do you know what, not what, know what season, episode, year, whatever it, it was? Wasn't from but the it 60s. was one of them. It was from 1971. Don't you know anything? <laughs> <laughs> and for all I know, they probably didn't even travel back to that. Um, <laughs> but it, it's really clever. I highly recommend it. As someone who's not seen a lot of Star Trek, that blew me away. Um, yeah, so Nikki's looking for the diamonds already. So annoying. They've just survived a plane crash looking for the diamonds. Um, 
Then we later cut forward six nights in. They're talking about the monster. And we get some nice creepy Ethan, which is always nice to see. Yeah, um, his constant jumper on. Why not? I, I, I like when we get to see like Ethan and here because we really didn't get to see him until he was bad in the first season. So it's nice to see that he was kind of living amongst them. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I just I just love the fact that he's just got this, you know, jumper with Wisconsin written on it. Like it's just, it suits him. He looks good in the jump. He's just he's just got he's got such a derp face. Does do <laughs> he's got a um uh what's the name? Uh oh from Skyfall. Um yeah, derp oh, Hannah Stokely. Hannah Stokely, thank you. He's got a Hannah Stokely face. do <laughs> But that's just what people from Wisconsin look like, so well, when you're living under the shadow of Tom Cruise, it's hard not to. Um, and then we have the the greatest moment of the entire episode. Arch running the... Boone! Boone took the water! <laughs> I love they come back. They bring Boone back. They've got... They've got Boone looking for pens. They've got Boone taking the water deleted scene. This is, this is a Boone fan... Dream episode. The greatest hits. We just needed like an episode of somebody in the background laughing, going, ah, "Boo!" The lifeguard couldn't even rescue someone in the water. Yeah, we were missing Boo that. Asleep. And Boo <laughs> If we had those two, it would have been definite Boone greatest hits here. I just, uh, just I, how funny Boone was that? Took the water. We laughed enough when that episode when it was like Boone stole the water. But now they're that. bringing it back and referencing it in season three, episode thirty. <laughs> This is this is our whole point that we've started. We've hammered home from the very beginning of these rewatches how amazing Boone is. He's the gift that keeps on giving. Like, legitimately, <laughs> he's always here. He's all dead at this point. There's always Boone references and appearances in every season. Like, Rose and Bernard are missing. Mr. Echo's a long gone thought by this point. I mean, a uh, week Boone? ago, we had the big reveal that Locke's dad is on the island, but who cares? Because Boone stole the water <laughs> Season one is still hilarious. <laughs> this is what season three is. They've just gone back to Boone. Uh, and it's working for me. It is. <laughs> Boone, Boone stole the this water. Episode. Boone stole the water. Where's a pen? Where's a pen? I just love that they got Arts back for a line about Boone stealing the water. Um, and we're, we're still going to have another that... scene too where it's like, go up in the plane. No, if I went up in that plane, I would die. <laughs> like, oh, Boone. <laughs> Uh, it was just so iconic that moment for us back when it happened in our fifth episode but now this when i saw that i just could not stop laughing um so then we get to watch uh live together die alone again and we get to insert nikki and uh paolo into that um then we cut 57 days ago uh, we've got Nikki flirting with arts. Um, <laughs> lots of arts in this episode, too, which I like. Could have done with more boom, but arts is good. Uh, this is really like the dead background survivors greatest hits episode, this one. Like, arts. Uh, we didn't get Scott and or Steve, and we didn't get Joanna. So <laughs> um, who else Joanna. has died? I think it's just those two. Mr. Echo. Oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> which it does beg the question. Uh, it would have been nice to have Libby back. Yeah, like this could have been, this could have been like a big reveal that 
Nikki and Libby knew each other or something, and they could have revealed why Licky, 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 why Libby was in the mental institute. Like this could have been like a big proper filler episode that answered a lot of questions, but uh, Arts and Boone is nice, I guess. Um, Arts has discovered twenty new species, which. It's kind of cool to think for the island lore that there are new species, but also kind of dumb, the idea that Does he know would know every species of animal? Species <laughs> yeah. That's kind of dumb. But also, he's the kind of guy that would lie about that. Um, and he talks about the Medusa spiders, not unlike you. Um, <laughs> creepy floating art. Um, which later in... What is it? Have you ever watched like the bonus webisodes of oh, Lost? Oh, like, I think they were integ- integrated into the um, the chronologically yeah. Lost. Yeah, where Arts reveals that the reason he was in Australia was he met a woman mm. on a dating yeah, and and she never showed up. But poor Arts, <laughs> I wish we got that flashback. But it's just such a tragedy to think that he flew all that way to think of his dick and he flew back and he died. He a plane crash. Blown up Blew by up. dynamite. Like, come on. Oh. Poor ass. Oh, poor ass. Um, so then uh, I love then they're walking through the jungle and then Nikki says, what's your problem with Leslie anyway? <laughs> oh, we're calling him Leslie now. I do love that. Um, and they discovered the pearl. Uh, which, when I first saw this, I was kind of annoyed that these dumb background characters had found this big kind of, like, for us, it was such a big moment when they found that. And then to know that they had found it earlier was a bit of a a letdown for me. What do you think? Do you think it's kind of cool and clever or annoying that these characters were first to find the pearl? It's annoying because, I mean, I think some of it, like, while it's cool to have them involved in, like, the crash at the beginning, it's just... From there on in, it just kind of gets a bit on the nose. Like, oh, hey, let's put them in the live together, lie alone section. And, oh, look, they discovered this. Oh, look, there's the plane. Like, it just, if these were characters that we cared about and (laughs) there was an actual connection to this. But, like, it just, it frustrates you just to think about how selfish and stupid these characters are that they just, like, they don't even mention this. Like, it's it's just stupid. It's so... Stupid! Yeah, they're living they on the island. Guys, yeah, for ninety days, were they that selfish and so self-involved in themselves that they still cared about getting these diamonds? Like, surely there's a part after a certain amount of time that they think we're not going to get rescued. Like, who gives a shit anymore? And it's just like this is where it just annoys me. This episode because it just, it just, they're just stupid characters with just stupid motives, and. I, if you're going to do an episode like this, do it around characters. Like, I think you would be more invested in, like, Scott or Steve because you hear their names so often. It would be kind of funny. Um, whereas, like, with these two characters who literally appear out of nowhere at the beginning of this season, they've got to quickly go, oh, quit with a retcon, them being involved in these moments to prove that they were really there. And that's where, going back to my point when I said, like, it's more enjoyable to watch on Chronologically Lost because you feel they are part of that from the beginning, whereas here, watching it out of that chronological order, it just, it's forced and it just doesn't work. Yeah, these characters are... 
very unlikable. <laughs> like everything they do. But the the big difference is in Shannon's last episode, they made her likable towards yeah. the end. This one, we already didn't like them. Um but then they made them more unlikable. But even <laughs> Shannon, like, yeah, she was unlikable, but she was still there from the beginning. So and I and I feel and she as was a, funny. And she was funny and she had her moments and I think that a certain type of people watching the show would relate to her. I'm sure the the younger females who watch Lost or who were similar to Shannon would connect with that character. I, I feel as though she would have had her fans out there and her death was a sad moment. It just it's just these are just absolutely pointless introduced <laughs> characters. It's like boom. It's like it's like this is a really weird comparison, and again, I'm probably just saying this because I just don't like the character. It's like Rose in The Last Jedi. Like, don't care. Like, here she is. Boom. Oh, no, she's nearly dying. Oh! Stupid Rose. Uh, that Rose is dumb. Rose in Lost is good. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. The thing is, I'm not totally against the idea of bringing in random characters because at this point, like, do we need Locke as a drug guy? Saeed and working as a chef like at this point things are getting a little stale so I'm not against bringing in new characters but my big problem is they're not likable mm. to me random people popping up that's kind of cool like oh it's nice to finally get some more of the background people um, and if you are going to do it make it like a big plot twist or something, like a massive moment bring in a new character and we're like Oh, we're getting to know them, put them in a few episodes, and then give them their flashback, and then, boom, like, make their flashback, like, this epic plot twist, some sort of, like, oh, this character has been laying low, but they're actually really important, or, like, give them some sort of massive, like, maybe they were an other who then was watching watching everyone off the island, and then they got on the plane, or, like, if you're going to bring in a new character from the island, at least give them some sort of worth. Yeah. Here, right. even before the, the decision to kill them off, they were very unlikable. And even their motives, it's just going back to their motives, it's just dumb. Like, so what? They want $8 million worth of diamonds. Like, and I mean, yeah, the death is super creepy and just wow. Like, that is, and I feel like it's just such a wasted ending and twist. Because, again, this could be done on such a better character or such a pair of better characters and something that we care about because I think you lose the moment of this ending because it just comes down to people where you're like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Um, Well, moving on, we're back to Shannon, who we love. Um, (laughs) And Shannon Arts yelling at poor old Kate, uh, which I do like that moment. It's, It's kind of weird to think that Locke and Kate and Jack and all those people are in Expos because it doesn't really feel like it feels like when we come back next episode, oh, we haven't seen these guys in a week. But all of the main characters are really in this episode. But is Jack so Kate... in it outside of the... I think at least they've got new scenes uh, with Evangeline Lily. They've just recycled Jack is just scenes. Jack and Locke, uh, Locke and Kate are new scenes, but Jack is just... Yeah. Live together, don't. Saeed, I don't think, is in the episode. Um, Saeed's not in much lately. <laughs> Saeed you know? is just... We're beyond the point where Saeed's been useful. Saeed's already gone. He's just yeah. in the background. We loved him at one point, but... 
there's going to be few and far between good Saeed moments. We didn't for the know Saeed the before this show, but now we do. And now he's useless. Well, that's the thing. We, we had a funeral this episode and we missed our. I know! It's <laughs> a eulogy! He's going to be livid when he gets back to camp and finds out Who had died. the funeral without me? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Nikki and Paolo. Oh, I didn't know them. <laughs> <laughs> and I still don't. Moving on. Uh, but then we get a nice uh, all well all line. The pigs are walking, which is nice from Art Animal Farm bringing in. Um, uh, and then we're back to that little lake where Kate, uh, Kate and Sawyer were getting a bit frisky in season one. I think you bought that damn episode. Um <laughs> Sorry. Paolo pa- dives in, uh, finds the diamonds, keeps them to himself. Again, the selfishness. Um, but then pretends he didn't find anything. Uh, and then later we have him digging and digging in the sand. Which, let's just say, we didn't need Locke to come in here and tell him <laughs> that this is the dumbest digging spot in the history of hidden things ever surely it's just the middle of the beach you were talking about the characters being dumb this is the dumbest moment of any of the characters like and they make Locke seem all wise (laughs) (laughs) it's literally digging in the middle of the beach Yep. Um, Vincent would have dug I, them up in five seconds. Yeah. Vincent, Vincent's running around with like diamond earrings. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Um, now I can't fact check this, but I believe when Locke talks about uh, the tide coming in, this is supposed to coincide with the episode where they moved. They moved camp, right? Because of the tide. Remember, I, Saeed yeah. and Jack were bringing everything in in season one. I would assume um, so. Yeah, chronologically. I miss season one. <laughs> oh, the good old days. The moth. Uh. <laughs> All right, maybe I don't miss season one. <laughs> Boone. Um, yeah, Boone. Maybe it's not season one I miss. I just miss Boone. Uh, but Locke, why is Gold Gummy Joe talking about things don't stay buried on this island? Um. So Paolo goes back to the Pearl and we see Ben and Juliet. This irks me a little bit. Them finding the Pearl irks me, but him seeing Ben and Juliet mm. doesn't do it for me at all. Just dumb. Again, it's just so stupid. Like, why would It's very forced. Why wouldn't you say anything? There's no reason for him not to say anything. And this is where it's just yeah. stupid. Like, and he's oh. mentioning, like, Jack and the surgery... Uh, like just... you think he's come back here, Jack. Uh, I was in this hatch and I saw they want to emotionally abuse you. But but it's like it's like you've got to have. I feel characters have got to have motivation and and points for their existence. And it's kind of you if you actually think about this. He leaves that station. He walks back to camp, starts <laughs> chowing down on a banana, and does it like doesn't even tell Nikki. I mean, even if he does, we don't know. Like it's just. There should be some sort of motivation. Like, couldn't he come back to Nikki and be like, oh, I heard them say this. And it's like, well, don't tell him, like, Paolo. Let's keep it to ourselves. Like, we, you know, we want to stay out of trouble. You know what I mean? Like, just have something. Like, it's just, you're screaming at the TV going, why is this here? And why is there nothing that is said after this? Yeah, think of the trouble that could have been. Remember, 
This is pre-Henry Gale getting caught. Imagine if Paolo just walked in. Oh, yeah, I saw him. He's another. Yeah. He wants to uh, emotion find out what you're emotionally invested in and exploit it. Bang, Saeed kills. And is he not Bang, one of the, the survivors of the who is scared of others when, like, Ethan is discovered and that we first discover that there are other people living on this island? Like, you know, Locke, like, we're not alone on this island. Like, you know, it's like kind of like... That is a freaky fucking thing if you're a survivor of a plane crash on a random island. Paolo just doesn't care. He's like, eh, so we live on an island with other people. So what? Back to my bananas. Yeah. Well, they're going to capture Jack and yeah. abuse him. Oh, well. Oh, well. Shit happens. I've I, got my diamonds. I'm fine. This could have solved so much issues in the hatch when they were torturing him and whatnot. And imagine the chaos if they had killed Ben. That would have been a massive win for the survivors over the others. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was. Yeah, that, that's always bothered me. But the more we talk about it now, I'm like, come on. And it's just even uh, like but his we got... motivations for hiding the diamonds turn out to be so that he can get stay closer with Nikki. But going back to the point of they've got no chemistry, it's not like we see them like hooking up in Shannon and Saeed's tent and fucking and stuff like that. Like we literally see nothing of them even being remotely into each other. Yeah. Um. We do get the uh, answer to the age-old question of what was Paolo doing in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I, I joke, but I actually do kind of like that kind of tie-in. That Because this is the difference. Here they're retconning things from season two, but this one, at least we saw him in the toilet, so we can go, ah, oh, that's what he was doing back in episode six, uh, episode five. Like That's the difference. That's why this works compared to the Ben and Juliet stuff and the, all the other stuff because they weren't there. So it's just so random. And so I think that kind of works him with the toilet. Um, it is kind of cool to see Juliet and Ben in like the ragged clothing. I quite like that, mm. but it, it's very forced. Like, Oh, we've introduced Juliet into the show. Let's have Ben and Juliet being at the pearl. Like, it just it feels very forced to get like all the main characters into it kind of thing. Um, yeah, so I don't really like. And there's no point like them watching Jack. Hmm. Yes, I'm going to find out what he's emotionally. This could have been a time for them to tell us something new that we don't know. Like they could have revealed something here, but it's just very forced to me. Yeah, um, I agree. But that line is so sinister. When I find out what he's emotionally invested in, and I exploit it. It's very Bond villain like. Um, so then we cut forward to the episode we've already seen where they go to the Pearl. Uh, Paolo gets the diamonds. Now we're up to 12 hours ago. Uh, I kind of like when Nikki men- mentions that they missed Thanksgiving because whatever episode Thanksgiving was on, they never really mentioned anything. So that is one thing that's just a little touch that I think is kind of cool. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> You're not buying it. Well, that's just, uh, I'm not buying it. Trust me, I'm not buying it. <laughs> um, uh, they talk, uh, mentioning how not finding the diamonds was good because it was tearing them apart. And then tearing us I apart, like, Lisa. Uh, well, uh, then I feel like we need like a slide whistle here when he stands up. Because like, <laughs> the nicotine gum falling out of his pocket. Everything's uh, better with a slide whistle. We know that from history. <laughs> Uh, I feel like that needs to be edited when the gum falls out of his pocket. Um, 
Because that's just the big giveaway. He might have been alive at the end. He could have been the new Jacob if that never happened. (laughs) Um, So she knows that he's now been lying about everything. So Nikki goes to Sawyer and wants a gun. Uh, And I like it when she walks off. And who the hell are you? (laughs) I I like it. It is a bit over the top, but it is true. Who the hell is she? Um, So then we're getting close to the beginning of the episode. Nikki confronts Paolo about the diamonds. Then these these characters, she's been with Paolo how long? Uh, they're on this island together. She throws a Medusa spider onto him. Um, and the spider is supposed to paralyze you, which begs the question, what was her ultimate game plan when he's unparalyzed? Yeah. <laughs> In 12 hours, what's she going to say? Like, oh, sorry. I don't know where the diamonds went. Like, it's so dumb. What was she going to do? Yeah. Um, so, and then uh, a little rapey from Nikki. You won't be able to move a muscle, so I'll be able to do all sorts of nasty things to you. God, Nikki. Mm. No wonder she's single. <laughs> what does she do to a dog? <laughs> and then uh, Paolo hiding the... Show off Paolo hiding the diamonds in his junk. Um, and then he talks about how he's afraid of losing Nikki. Um, then we get a noise from the monster, and it's actually been revealed that the Medusa spider was the monster here by Damon and Carlton, uh, and bites Nikki, uh, and she runs out of the jungle, and it turns out she really said, I'm paralyzed, <laughs> um, which clearly they've re-recorded a second take of that, because she <laughs> definitely didn't say that the first time. Uh, so that's the flashback, but really most of the episode, we probably should have done this one in order, but, um, but to pick up from there, then I guess directly from there, uh, Sawyer and Hurley find them after they're playing ping pong, uh, they collapsed and paralyzed, uh, <laughs> Sorry. it's not funny. Sawyer says, we've got to find out everything we know about these jabonis. And then I love jabonis. <laughs> and then, you know, Nina and Pablo. <laughs> this is where it turns it's, into I, a CSI loss. Like, we need to have... Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. yeah. Um, I do like that this is lost whodunit with D- Detective Sawyer and Hurley. Um, that's fun. But... I th- I thought uh, Sawyer was on a no nickname thing, mm. but he's calling them Nina and Pablo. So bad, bad, bad. Um, we learned that Sun's checked, and there's no problem with the food. Which I don't know how Sun checked that. But... She just ate everything. I'm still alive. <laughs> uh, then they find the expose script, and of course, Hurley's an expose uh, fan, <laughs> of course, and he finds out that uh, Billy D was. Uh, the Cobra. Uh, they find a walkie-talkie, so they think that they, maybe they were working for the others. And at this point, we don't know, and let's just admit it, that probably would have been a better a better storyline if Nikki and Paolo maybe went into the Pearl and were caught by the others, and the others said, hey, we'll let you off the island if you spy on everyone. Or, like That could have been a cool retcon where 
they could have tied in all that stuff together, but no. <laughs> I love the uh, Sawyer's, I'm going to do a perimeter sweep. Um, <laughs> and then Hurley goes to Desmond to use his psychic powers. <laughs> oh, it doesn't quite work like that, brother. Uh, no offense, dude, but your psychic powers suck. <laughs> uh, what's, what's Desmond's lie when he, like, tells him, he's like, oh, you know, oh, did you hear about Nicky and Paolo? And he was just like, aye, tragic. Like, he just doesn't give a shit. No one cares. <laughs> I love Desmond. Desmond's I, tragic. These last few episodes where he just sits on the beach, he's been great. Um, I would rather watch three weeks of Desmond sitting on the beach oh, just reply to people than watching this episode. How's your day today, Desmond? Aye, good. Aye, good. <laughs> uh, but Desmond says he saw uh, Nina with... Sawyer earlier, she was yelling at him. Yeah, Nina and Pablo. Um, She was yelling at him. So then, plot twist! Maybe Sawyer killed them. Um, And then we have... It's kind of random for the episode, but it does kind of... If Expose has one thing going for him, it does kind of continue on a plot point here, where Charlie admits to Sun... That he was the one who kidnapped her. It's a bit random, though, isn't it? Like just to randomly it is random, in the episode. But I would rather them have this than not have it. It is random, but at least they're following through with some stuff from season two. Um, mm. I have to say though, Sun underreacts. Yes, yeah, just like huh, and just walks off. Like she was kidnapped. She probably has nightmares about this. <laughs> um. Yeah, so she underreacts. You'd think that they would be kicked out of camp for that. Um, Hurley confronts Sawyer about um, about everything. Sawyer has the diamonds. Uh, um, they're digging a grave. Sun then confronts Sawyer. She won't tell Jin, but she does give him a big slap, uh, which I was kind of hoping Charlie got a slap too. Uh, and then what would happen if you tell Jin? Then we would have to dig another grave. <laughs> Badass sunline. Uh, we have the funeral, and Sawyer's done with the diamonds because they're on a damn island. It doesn't matter. Uh, so the funeral, which it's been a while since we've had a good funeral, and we are lacking Saeed, which is... Is this like the first death he's not been present for? It might, must be. Possibly. So really sad that Saeed's gone. Uh, and then we have the iconic moment where they're actually paralysed and not dead and Nikki and Paolo are buried alive, which Ooh. I got chills when I first... Just the when I first saw this, and still to this day, the way it's edited and the sand going over them and the boom, like everything about the last 30 seconds of this episode is just completely epic. Lost does some great deaths, but what a death. Like, this is amazing. It freaks me out. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not one of these people who, like, being buried alive is my greatest fear, but, I mean, it's definitely not something I would like to happen to me. <laughs> um, but it's like, yeah, I, I, we talked a bit about in our one of our Nip Tuck episodes, there was an episode where a character was uh, in surgery and completely paralyzed, but they could feel everything, but they couldn't say anything because, you know, they were paralyzed. So they were feeling every bit being cut open and everything and just 
freaked me out like one of the fr- the most freakiest episode of Nip Tuck in that sense so this is a similar vein where it's just you know being in that situation where you're paralyzed and can't say anything so yeah, as I've said countless times, I just wish it was done on, you know, better characters or something. I don't know. But the the one the biggest question I have though out of this situation that these two find themselves in is when they go and discover Paolo's body, aren't these spiders still there? Like why aren't they gonna bite Sawyer or anything like that? Like, you know, if they're out in the jungle just that willy nilly and biting people, um, they should you know these spiders are racist. They only bite white women. And men. Well, right? I, I guess if it uh, was the monster, then he can't kill the candidates, which I guess Nikki and Paolo were not candidates, which doesn't surprise me in any way, shape, or form. So when you said they confirmed that the monster was the spiders, what do you mean by that? Well, the, the monster can kind of go into any kind of form that we've seen, really. Um, so the idea we hear the monster noise right before Nikki gets bitten, the, I guess the, the man in black has taken the form of the Medusa spiders to bite right. Nikki. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, now, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that Damon and Carlton were joking, but we did hear the monster noise. So I guess he is responsible for them being paralyzed. Hmm. Why? Don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> They realise halfway through this episode, what the fuck are we doing, guys? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what a what a great end for these characters! Like that solidifies the episode. If anything, that's such an epic end, potentially top five for the season. Maybe not. We'll see. But it's just an amazing way to end that. I think. Mm, I um, mean, yeah, yeah, I agree that it's an amazing way to end the episode. Top five, nah. Yeah, well, we'll see. This season, it's not going to be quite the fight that uh, the last two seasons were. But um, So that's the end of Expose. Razzle-dazzle. Um, Razzle-frickin-dazzle. Do we have any questions? What or were answers? they smoking for this yeah. episode? <laughs> uh, I guess we get some answers, but they weren't really to questions that we were asking. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think... Did we legitimately have the question of what was Paolo doing in the toilet? Um, No, I mean, why isn't Nathan Fillion in movies? Um, I don't think we answered that. No, I don't think there's any any answers or questions. So, uh, trivia, when Nikki throws the spider on Paolo, the chitter noises of the monster can be heard, uh, confirmed that they were the monster. Uh... The only dialogue that Nikki and Paolo have is in their flashbacks, flashba- flashbacks except for Nikki's last word. Uh, expose is French for exposed. Um, Thanks for that, Lostpedia. <laughs> let's see. The slate board shown in the beginning of the episode informs viewers that the fictional season finale of episode of Expose was directed by Stephen Williams, who directed this episode of Lost. Um... This is the first episode to feature flashbacks of events already shown within the episode itself. Interesting. Oh, Echo's church can be seen in this episode. Oh, but not Echo. Hello. <laughs> no. This episode marks the earliest and latest chronological appearances of Nikki and Paolo. They weren't <laughs> in the church in the end. Uh, 
Carlton and Damon have said that this episode, along with Across the Sea, is one of the most polarizing episodes throughout the series. Across the Sea is the Jacob and Man in Black episode, right? With Alice yeah. and Jenny. And I like that episode. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that one. Um, okay, so production notes. Uh, Carlton and Damon were surprised about the negative reaction. Um, we acknowledge that episodes like Stranger in Strange Land are not good, <laughs> uh, but we thought Expose we loved. Uh, they were definitely fans of it. Um, I think uh, Damon has since come out and said he, he's quite a fan of Expose, actually, but at the time maybe dismissed it a bit more. Um, Nikki and Paolo's story was originally intended to be much a lot longer. No, but was cut short due to a huge backlash. Um, I already talked about the episode long flashback. The writers originally intended to have more gags. For example, one gag would have had Nikki and Paolo finding Shannon's asthma inhaler <laughs> and then discarding it. I kind of would have preferred that over the pearl. That kind of would have <laughs> been more fun, I think. Uh, oh, another one would have had them meeting Lock and Boom by the lake as they were excavating the hatch. <laughs> Oh, Ian Summerhold uh, is wearing a wig this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most interesting trivia of the whole episode. <laughs> because they oh, wouldn't here we go. ask him to cut his hair for a mere two days of shooting. No, who would do that? Here we go. You wrote this one. Nikki and Howard are uh, in Sydney Harbour. Uh, the location of Sydney Opera House is incorrect. Yes. Uh, the Opera House can be seen right at the cityscape, whereas in real life there would be open water. Yep. You wrote no, you I, I wrote wasn't going to say anything. You, you would have gone off of me if I'd have said that, but, you know. Um, and I was going to see if there was any trivia for Autumn and Crystal, but they don't even have pages, I don't think. They so. do, but I think, and I clicked on them before, but um, it literally says, portrayed by unknown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Both I of love them. unknown. It says, oh, there is she's hot. Um, Crystal says, although a cast list was seen in the script, it is not known which of the listed actresses portrays Crystal. <laughs> uh, in addition to her appearance in XBSA, her voice may be heard from a television episode Locke is watching in The Man from Tallahassee. And Crystal's name may be a reference to Crystal Connors, a character from the movie Showgirls, which centers around strippers. Um, which we've already realized is that connection to What's-His-Face is in it. Um, we... Okay, uh, so... Um... I think I know where you're going to rank this episode. Do you? Where do you think I'm going to rank this episode? Well, I'm going to say it's a bin, but maybe you'll surprise me. Oh, I thought you meant rank like in order. Uh, it's a bin. That's an absolute oh. bin. Absolutely oh. it's a bin. Um, <laughs> but I have this ranked out of the 64 episodes that I've ranked, including next week's episode. I have ranked this at... 63 out of 64. Really? I, I, haven't, I haven't put it below Stranger in a Strange Land, but to me, this is the second worst episode of Lost. Really? Really. Wow. I have this below Fire Plus Water. I have it below Dave. Oh. Further instructions, stop, Homecoming. Stop, stop, stop. And The Hunting Party. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to rent it. Oh, um, come on. <laughs> I have a lot of fun with this. It's there's so many bad things, and I was considering buying it. Uh, and you've, you and also me talking through this episode have successfully brought it down to a rent. 
God. with some of the dumb stuff. But I just have so much fun from all the tongue-in-cheek jokes is right up my alley. It's it's silly, but this is an episode you could put on at any point, and it's a kind of a standalone one that uh, if if they're going to get rid of these dumb characters, at least they did it in style with a fun self-referential. I love this kind of red shirt thing going on and buried alive is great at the end. I love all the stuff with Sawyer and Hurley as cops. Uh, Billy D Williams is in this freaking episode. Uh, so as much as the Nikki and Paolo stuff are terrible, Boone is in this episode. Come on. Um, art as well. Boone took the water. There is just so much good, fun stuff. Like I'm laughing throughout this episode. So, yeah, the Nikki and Paolo stuff sucks, but everything else is just fun. And then you've got the, the Charlie kind of son wrapping up that plot line. A bit random, but at least they did it. Um, so, yeah, I at one point considered buying because I have so much fun. Like To me, this is the James Bond episode of Lost where... It's just Moonraker. it's just silly and fun. Yes, <laughs> the Moonraker. It just makes me laugh and I have joy with it. Um, so there's some terrible stuff, but definitely a rent for me. Um, and far from second worst episode. Meh. I would just actually, breaking news, well, not really breaking news, it's three years old. Um, Jacob Whitcomb <laughs> is dead. So... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just... Just thought I would add that. But then the weird fact is that according to IMDb, he plays old man in a short film called Orbit, which is currently in post-production. So how long have they <laughs> taken to put Orbit together? God, Orbit fans have been waiting. I know. <laughs> um, oh God, rest in peace. I hope, I hope we didn't say anything too offensive about him early on in the episode. Ah, well, he's dead, he won't know. They're going to have to CGI him like Peter Cushing for Dead Bong, <laughs> Giant Bong 18 or whatever it's called. <laughs> um, sad. Yeah, hashtag sadness. <laughs> well, that was Expose Razzle Dazzle. Um, Nikki and Paolo, it feels like we weren't even introduced to them, but they're gone. Never to be seen in Lost ever again. Um, I don't think anyone was upset about that ever. Um, a failed experiment, an experiment, but a failed experiment. Um, you know, Ben, we, we had some rocky moments with, with season three, but then we kind of had the Juliet episode. We had the Desmond episode, then Locke last week. Like, that was a classic with the, the wheelchair and the big plot twist at the end with the dad um we're really starting to get some stuff we've got mikhail coming in um and some some good saeed stuff going on there we've had russo next week we have left behind (laughs) yeah it's one of your favorites because it's a kate episode isn't it so we know you're gonna love it um yeah it's not the best kate episode um it's it's an improvement on this week but it's not the greatest episode of lost it's kind of a below average episode i would say uh i mean i like juliet i like the juliet and kate moments together some of them but the flashbacks a bit vanilla and the sawyer oh he's gonna get banished stuff is just a little bit (laughs) silly so um i mean it's not the worst but it's not the best yeah uh i'm not looking forward to left behind um 
But that is coming if you look forward to it. Next week, we'll be talking about Kate and Cassidy's back um, and some handcuffs. So make sure you tune in for that. Hopefully, we'll be coming out in one week. Hopefully, the hiatus is done um, if you're following along in real time. But in the meantime, tell us what you think about Expose. It's a polarizing episode. Do you love it or do you hate it? Uh, And then, you know, Ben... One more thing. Next week, I want you to tell me, have I ever bought a Kate episode? You can tell me that next week. That's your <laughs> that's your homework for the week. I don't um, think you have. <laughs> I would love to know. I know I've rented at least one. Uh, so let's see. Maybe day. next <laughs> next week, maybe my first buy for a Kate episode. No. You never know. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, my name is Noah and Razzle Dazzle. Ha! And my name is Ben. And are we done here? This podcast gives me the creeps. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.